In today's podcast on PR for your business, we'll be talking to Glenn Goldsmith of To The Four. Discover why use PR. Rather than paying £3,000 for an ad or a lot more for something in a TV and radio programme, why not try and get in the editorial route? And that's really the, the kind of the key aspect of PR as far as one of the main tools is concerned. What PR actually is? It's, it's really about getting into the media but without paying for it. What's so good about PR? One of the things to say about PR is that it's really powerful because it's not an overt form of promotion. Tips on creating content for PR purposes. Really, if you're going to be promoting a story, try not to put a different edge on it. and Try not to make it what it isn't. It's better to be honest and open and transparent and make sure the message is strong. Should you pay someone to help you with your PR? A PR professional would generally know what works well and what doesn't based on their own sort of skill set and knowledge. What if you feel like you've got nothing exciting to promote? You don't think that that you haven't got something to a message to put out there. There's always something with every business. It doesn't matter if you're if you're an accountancy firm, if you're baking and selling buns. There's always something in a business that's worth hearing about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clearbooks podcast. My name is Tara, and I work in the marketing team at Clearbooks. Clearbooks is a UK-based business software provider with cloud apps, including accounting, payroll and HR, all helping small businesses in the UK to save time so they can focus on the most important thing, which is growing their business. In this series of podcasts, we'll be talking to a number of entrepreneurs about the different aspects of business that all startups and small businesses should consider. We'll talk to different experts from a variety of industries on a topic relating to growing your business with the aim of helping you, our loyal customer base, to grow your businesses. In today's podcast, I'll be speaking to Glenn Goldsmith, writer and PR consultant at To The Four. Glenn began his career in a marketing role, but quickly began to focus on PR as he enjoyed the unpredictability of the profession and also played to his own strengths as a writer and presenter. He previously ran the largest technology-focused PR consultancy in the UK and subsequently set up a boutique agency, providing PR services to start-up, early-stage and SME businesses. He now represents a broad range of clients across several sectors, including technology, health, education and retail. So without much further ado, let's go ahead and meet Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Hi, Tara. Hi, how are you doing? Very well, yourself? Great, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, I think it's going to be really great sort of speaking to you because obviously not only are you an expert in PR, but you have quite specific experience with the sort of early stage and small businesses. So, um, yeah, let's crack on and, and see what you've got to share with us. Okay. Uh, so firstly, people talk a lot about PR and how it can be beneficial to businesses. But I mean, exactly what is PR? Well, it's a good question to start off with because obviously people have different interpretations of what PR is about. If you look at something like advertising, for example, you know that if you're watching TV or you're reading a magazine, you're being presented with something that's trying to sell to you. With PR, which obviously stands for public relations, um, I guess that's exactly what it says on the tin. It's a relationship between a company or or any sort of organisation with its publics. Um, And those publics are not just customers necessarily. They can be anything from um, analysts to media to partners to suppliers. So really anyone who would come into contact with a company. I I guess the basic premise of PR 
unlike some other forms of promotion, is that your reputation exists whether you like it or not. So, for example, when Tim Foraker set up Clear Books a few years ago, it was him in, you know, in his bedroom. So he didn't really have much reputation to manage, if you like. But now the company has more than 10,000 customers. That's a much larger management job as far as your reputation is concerned. I guess one of the other things to say about PR is it's often talked about in the context of promotion. But the difference between PR and some other forms of promotion is that uh, you're not actually paying for the, the, the advert to be created or the space to be paid for. It's largely through other forms of unpaid for communication, if that makes sense. That's a good introduction, I think. So what sort of tools and techniques would PR involve then? Well, it's quite a wide-ranging set of tools, Tara. I mean, historically, it's really any form of communication where the end result is not necessarily being paid for. So I've mentioned, you know, the media. If you're presenting on a panel, uh, that's another form of PR. Of course, over the past few years, it's become quite blurred given the, the, the increase in social media. Really, I think most PR is associated with media and editorial. And primarily the reason for that is that if you think about the number of magazines, the number of uh, TV shows, the number of radio programs, uh, even things like this podcast that we're doing now, it, it, it's really extensive. So the, the view of the world of PR is why not use that to your advantage? Um, so you know, if it, it rather than paying £3,000 for an ad or a lot more for something in a TV and radio programme, why not try and get in the editorial route? And that's really the, the kind of the key aspect of PR as far as one of the main tools is concerned. And, and if you think about your journey into work this morning or, or, you know, later on today, you'll be surrounded by other forms of medium. So you might listen to the radio, you might listen to something on your, um, your phone or your iPod, or you might read a newspaper, or you might even subscribe to a specialist magazine that's dropped through your uh, letterbox earlier in the day. So it's, it's really about getting into the media, but without paying for it. Sounds good. Um, so why would anyone consider PR instead of other forms of marketing communications? I guess really one of the things to say about PR is that it's really powerful because it's not an overt form of promotion. So as I mentioned a moment ago, it could be that you, you've seen something today or during the week and it's been devised or cooked up by a PR person and you don't actually realise that that is a form of promotion. It's some, probably lodging something in, in your brain somewhere. And in fact, People can often be put off by um, advertising. In fact, I think studies have shown that in some respects, too much advertising can have the opposite effect. And it's okay if it's something like high involvement. In other words, if your washing machine packs up, your car goes wrong, then all of a sudden you'll pay a lot more attention to washing machine ads or car ads than perhaps you, you would have done previously. With PR, it's about seeding that message over a longer period of time in a much more subtle way. I've heard some startups and small businesses say that they use PR because it's cheaper than other forms of promotion. Is that necessarily the case? Well, yeah. I mean, over the years, I've worked with quite a few um, early stage, in fact, pre-revenue and proof of concept companies that simply don't have any money for promotion. So, you know, it, they wouldn't have been able to afford an advert. And PR can be quite an attractive option for them, not just because it can be cheaper. Um, and also the results can be quite 
quite good. But also, if you've got the requisite skills in-house, and by that I mean, if, you know, if you've got a good writing capability, if you've got an eye for a story, or if your company has particular knowledge, then it's something that can be quite interesting to editors and journalists. So it can be quite effective from that point of view. There are some simple things that you can do. For instance, you know, everyone uh, knows that you can send out a press release to say you're a specialist in a particular area. There might be certain publications that you target. So there's no reason why you can't prepare a press release, send it to the editor or maybe the features editor, um, and it might get covered. Uh, there are some tips also as to what you can do to enhance that story. I mean, first of all, pretty obvious, but make sure it hasn't got any typos, it's factually accurate. Um, there isn't any marketing puffery, you know, it's not overtly salesy. So if you're launching a new service, then it can be quite an effective way of getting your, your message out there. There are all sorts of other ways that you can do PR on a very low budget as well. I mean, if you've got the capability to write articles and submit them to editors, particularly if they're informative and not salesy, then there are all sorts of ways that you can get into magazines without having to pay for the cost of advertising. It's worth saying, though, that with PR, there are no guarantees. You know, if you're paying for an advert, then then you're, you're basically getting what you, you know, you're putting in there. It could cost you 100 quid, could cost you a lot more than that. Um, with PR... You might be submitting a story, but if, for instance, if a if a some some other story comes in on that day, then your story might be spiked. Fair enough. Some people associate PR with PR stunts and spins, if you will. So, what's your view of that? Yeah, it's well. I guess it's like a lot of professions. There's always going to be something that that sort of tarnishes. I mean, you know, PR journalists, estate agents—they all come in for a bit of criticism. I, I think, in my experience. Over the years, 99% of the campaigns that I've been involved with and certainly that I've seen colleagues work on have got very little to do with publicity stunts. Uh, and in fact, a lot of the time, the work is really subtle. You can't get away from the fact that some people will scale gates or you know t- t- climb up towers to get the message across, particularly pressure groups. But for most businesses, it's, it's just not a, an appropriate or gauged approach. There are some very good publicists around. I've worked with some great publicists over the years, but it's a very different art to what I would regard as, you know, 99% of PR. As far as spin is concerned, I mean, it's a term that was most associated with politicians, you know, the manipulation of the truth. So trying to present the story in a different way. Again, really, if you're going to be promoting a story, try not to put a different edge on it and try not to make it what it isn't. It's better to be honest and open and transparent and make sure the message is strong, Um, especially when you're dealing with journalists, because a lot of the time they're just trying to see through, you know, the the stuff that you're trying to paper over the crack. So it's better to be clear and honest with what you're trying to do. That makes a lot of sense. Um, So how does a company typically work with an external PR consultant or advisor such as yourself? It's, well, they do it for a mixture of reasons to kick off with. I mean, first of all, it can take up time. So having a dedicated person to work with you on a campaign can be quite useful. Uh, and that job can be shared. You know, if we're talking about doing PR on a relatively limited basis, then it could be that the company itself is doing a chunk of the work. I mean, for instance, I work with some clients where they're very good at producing the hedge, if you like you know the content and then what I'll do is come in and trim it and add some sort of finesse to it and and we'll work on that basis so it can be useful to have someone if you're trying to concentrate on doing the day job 
it may not always be viable to have someone in-house. And it's also very useful to have an external perspective because it's easy to become blinkered with your own business. I mean, for instance, when I ran Tex 100, which was at the time one of the largest tech-focused PR agencies in the UK, we took a somewhat unusual decision to actually hire a PR consultancy to do our own PR. And the reason for that was that we, you know, if you're so close to what you're doing yourself, you can't always see it objectively. So that was one of the lessons I learned. Um, Secondly, a PR professional would generally know what works well and what doesn't based on their own sort of skill set and knowledge. If you're choosing a consultant to work with, they really should have good communication skills as a, as a standard, but also know what they're working on is aligned to the objectives of your business. I mean, I've seen situations in the past where PR has been, there have been some great results and great coverage, but it hasn't necessarily been aligned with the objectives of the business. So it may create brand awareness, but may not have driven sales, for example. It's also worth explaining that with a an external PR consultant, they're likely to have very good media contacts. I mean, they may specialize in particular areas. So if you are looking to choose one, look for someone who knows your area quite well. They're also likely to have a range of online PR tools which they can use. So instead of you forking out three or four thousand pounds for a subscription to a particular PR service, they should have those as standard and they can be really useful when it comes to looking for journalist information, find out what journalists are writing about, etc. So it can be pretty varied then, really. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, well, can you give me any insight into some of the PR campaigns you've personally worked on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, uh, I've been fortunate enough to work with some amazing companies, really big brands like Apple, but also some really small companies, quite innovative companies. And in fact, that's one of the reasons I set to the fore up. Um, that was really, I really got a kick out of working with small innovative dynamic companies that had something completely different to um to offer when i was working with tex 100 for instance i was fortunate enough to work with some amazing entrepreneurs from people like sir richard branson to several others who are not as high profile but they went off and did what they needed to do and they made lots of money and they either retired or they sold their company or they went on to do something else so it was been great to work with some really fantastic minds and i mean i even worked with uh, dr larry roberts who's the widely regarded as the godfather of the internet and you don't come across those sort of people every day but at the other end of the spectrum i've worked with some really unique individuals and at the moment for instance i've been working for the past two or three years with an autism expert she specializes in helping children and families with autism and it's really been less about selling her and her business and more about getting a word out there about autism and the impact on families and how families can overcome um, the, some of the problems that they they have. So it's really I've really worked on quite a wide scope of campaigns over the past few years. And I say, you know, if you are a small company, if you're an entrepreneurial company, if you've got something to 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 say, then it, it's worth saying it. You know, it don't think that that you haven't got something to a message to put out there there's always something with every business it doesn't matter if you're if you're an accountancy firm if you're you know uh, baking and selling buns there's always something in a business that's worth hearing about brilliant so uh, last question glenn what advice would you give to startup or early stage companies thinking about doing some sort of pr well i think the first thing is to say and i mentioned this earlier look at your own skill set you know if you if you haven't got the the cash to fork out on someone like me 
then look at what you can do yourself. You know, there's plenty of information on the internet about PR and, and how it's done and what you can do. And frankly, Tara, you don't need a PR qualification um, to do PR. You don't need to be qualified to do PR, unlike, you know, if you're an accountant. So look at what you've got in-house. Look at what you're capable of. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you've got good writing skills um, or if you've got the an eye for a story, um, if you've got new things that are coming out, then don't dismiss them. They may be of interest to, to, to your publics, to go back to the original question. But also think about the alignment of that PR with the business. So don't just do it for the sake of it. Try and make sure that you align it with what your business objectives are. So really be careful. Don't waste a lot of time on doing things that are not going to have any sort of impact from a promotional point of view. The other thing I would say is really look at your proposition. So what stories can you tell? PR is not necessarily about talking about the success of your company, how big you are, how many customers you've got, you know, the revenues and profitability. It's about your mission, what you stand for. It's about telling stories and PR is very much about telling stories so as I said a moment ago if you've got interesting things to say then don't dismiss them look at try and look at them from different angles and even pick up the phone and you know talk to journalists and find out if they've got a perspective on it it could be that they've got something in the pipeline which is very similar to what you're what you're doing brilliant oh thanks that's uh, a really great insight especially there at the end some really practical things that some of our businesses can start thinking about there glenn thank you for your time today that's pretty much us done now however if listeners are interested in finding out a bit more about you where can they go oh well uh, just just email me to be honest tara my email is glenn g-l-e-n at two as in the number two t-h-e-f-o-r-e dot co dot uk Fabulous. Thanks so much, Glenn. Cheers, Tara. Listeners, thank you very much for joining us. Do keep an eye out as we continue to add business advice podcasts in the very near future.